0: Hey ladies, welcome to the Yes and Amen podcast, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Prisciles Dominguez. Let's get it. All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Yes and Amen. Today I have sharia on um, the episode. I'm so excited. Welcome, girl. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, this is, you know, a unique topic. Uh, we talk about different faith growing um, topics on this episode and we have set meditations. And so today uh, we're talking about being soft in a hard world. Y'all going to hear some babies. She got babies. I got babies. Um, so don't let you know, that distract y'all. We're going to be talking about being soft in a hard world. So I'm going to so- start by saying her bio and then we're going to get... So Torea, is a wife and mother of two. She currently resides in Georgia, serving her family full-time as a mother while her husband serves in the Air Force. Sharia started her online ministry, Cocoa. Is it Cocoa? Or because girl... I it, oh no, because... Yeah, yeah. Coco, <laughs> Coco. <Cocoa. laughs> I read it when I first saw, I was like, oh, that's so beautiful, Cocoa. Okay, Coco Gospels in early 2019 as a response to both the racial tension and need for gospel truth in the midst of such tough conversations. Since the space has evolved to a place focused on healing and knowing the word and standing in truth. Shireya is passionate about women of color walking in leadership in the church community. She loves the office. Never met a donut that she doesn't like. Girl, same and hopes Yay. to one day see her book in bookstores. In Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Okay. So the first question, so like I said, we're going to talk about being soft in a hard world. So the first question is, um, you know, on your platform and just in general, from what I see of you, you often talk about contending for the soft, talking about softness, uh, and especially as a Black woman, um, especially, uh, I know last month, you came out with um, some clothing, uh, which I'm so excited. I got my sweater ready for sweater weather. <laughs> um, but, you know, you you talk a lot about this. Um, and especially, like I said, especially as a Black woman. So what does being soft specifically mean to you? And how does it connect with, um, with what Jesus says or who he is? Because, you know, the word soft can mean a lot of different things for different people. So what does that mean for you and how you live your life and how it connects to Jesus?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, thank you for letting me be here and thank you for supporting my little shop launch. I love seeing um, your pictures with your totes. I thought that was wonderful. Um, so yeah, I I really started thinking about just being soft at heart and contending for like our hearts to be in a posture of softness um, really much around the time of um, the racial tension that sprung up after George Floyd was murdered um and i quickly saw how it was i was really getting hard i think that along with just some personal um trauma and struggles that were in my life i was just like realizing that i had to fight to stay soft that it wasn't just a result of just living on autopilot and that i really had to contend for it to fight for it to link arms with the holy spirit um to remain soft and so I say soft, but I think a biblical, uh, the biblical term would be tenderheartedness or t- to be tenderhearted. Um, and the Bible actually talks a lot about it. Um, Jesus, there's a passage, passage in Mark where he comes into the temple and there's a man who's, um, I believe his, his hand is crippled. Um, and like the, he comes in and it's on the Sabbath and everybody there's like the Pharisees there and you kind of would expect them to show compassion and be excited that like the, the man who can bring redemption and like healing to this person is, has arrived. But instead they like, they, they, they were upset that he was even going to try to to do a miracle on the Sabbath. And Jesus's response was he was grieved and angered by their hardened hearts. And so that was something that really stuck with me. um, When I read that passage, that, our hardened hearts grieve the Father and they bring out a holy indignation merely because it's not how he intended our hearts to be. So that's kind of where I've landed with that and why it's something that I've been so passionate about. Um, Obviously it ties more, it ties into being a black woman as well, but just from like a spiritual um, biblical standpoint, I think that a soft heart is truly the evidence and the proof of like, the fruits of the spirit alive in in someone so
0: yeah, amen amen to all of that i um i love how you were mentioning you know, a New Testament example. Cause I think often when people think about, um, situations of hard and hearts and like that, we can think of like old Testament stories, especially even going back to Exodus. And it's just like, Jesus addressed this, right? Like this is actually like, cause sometimes people want to say like, Oh, Jesus didn't talk about that. Well, he talked about this, right. He, and he addressed this and he witnessed this in people or lack of, right. He witnessed the lack of softness. He witnessed the lack of, of tender hardness. And I think of like I often think about it when you were talking, I was thinking about like the opposite and is a place of like pride perhaps. Right. Um, And then, like you said, also just like um, hardening your heart to like separate yourself from the situation in a way um, where there's no, like, there's no longer like dignity for perhaps like the other person or other other people. Um, I think about, uh, for some reason, recently, I've been watching the news every day. I have never done this in my life. Like. I used to avoid the news hard body, like just nope. If I find out about things, cool, you know, maybe someone will tell me, maybe Instagram will tell me, but just I avoided it. And for some reason I've been watching it for like the past month every day or past two months. Um, But I have found myself, I'm grateful that I have found myself still always brokenhearted when I am seeing things, you know, that that are devastating and hurtful. And especially there's been so much happening in the past just month and a half. and, but I pray about, I've been praying recently. I'm like, Lord, it will if me if I continue to watch this every day, will my heart eventually be hard? And and if so, how can I protect that? Right? How can I um you know kind of prevent <laughs> that from happening because it's so it can just easily happen right um whether we like want to intentionally do it or not um so that's yeah i love that you just share like how the importance of that and like how you were seeing it show up especially with like all of the racial tension that is still going on right um sometimes we forget that they're still happening when because there isn't a black body on the news that's on the mm-hmm, ground but it's mm-hmm. like it's still happening um yeah the undercurrent know, it's, just, of it. it's just a matter of like you know is it on the news or are we finding out about it um So what would you say are the benefits though, right? So like, that's the, that's something that God is inviting us into. And that's something that is, um, yeah, good for us. Right. But like, what, what what would you say are the results of it? What are the benefits of being soft in this world, especially like as a woman?
1: I remember, I think, I think first it's important to make it known that the hardening of our hearts is like, kind of, it's a slow process. Like when we accept Jesus, we see in in Ezekiel, like the, the product of our salvation is that he turns our heart of stone and makes it a heart of flesh, which like the depth of that is like, he calls, he calls forth from a rock, what could never be. So like a rock could never produce flesh, but yet the Lord, like, in his power, um, and and through the resurrecting power is able to give us gift us with that um, heart of flesh. And I think so we, we receive that gift when we receive him. And so I think that it's, we have to realize that it's from that point, it's a slow hardening that sometimes goes unnoticed until it is noticed. And so I think that the benefit of I know that the benefit of being tenderhearted is that you are not only able to receive the love of God freely, but you're also able to extend that that love as well. I think I know and I've seen that. When my heart is tender and soft, I'm able to see people for who they are, and I'm able to see God for who he is, and I'm able to see myself for who I am. Um, and I, that is just connected to so much of like what we believe of people, what we believe of God, what we believe of ourselves. Um, the word says like our heart is the, the wellspring of life. It is the source of so many things. And that to contend to stay soft is really to contend to see the good in God and see the good in people. Um, and I don't know, for me, I think, like, it's less of the benefit and more of like, it's a blessed life. It's a blessed life to, to keep our hand palatable and soft in the, in the, the Lord's hand. Just keep our hearts palatable and soft in the Lord's hand. That is a blessing. Um, and, and that is something that, that will never be in vain and will never um, not be for our good. Um, and so yeah, I think the benefits is just that we live a life where our hearts are open, but they're also protected because they're held by the Lord, where the the world would have us believe that to, to live our to live in this way would be naive and stupid and foolish because you know the world can't be trusted and you know you don't only give what you you can get, you live, you leave whatever doesn't serve you and, and all of those type of like Instagram worthy quotes that a lot of us are clinging to yeah. in our hardened hearts, mm-hmm. in the hardened state mm-hmm. of our hearts. Um, but God says there's a better way and the better way is that you can stay soft, you can stay open to and raw and, and vulnerable to the world because you're in my hand right. and that and He carries soft hearts. And so that's why that's the, to me the ultimate benefit is like, man, like I am contending for a heart that is made to be carried by my maker mm-hmm. and that's safe and that's secure and that's a blessed. Place to be.
0: Yeah. Amen. Yeah, it's it's an openness, right, that we get to have. Um, I like how you're saying I, when you were talking. It made me think of like when we give our life to Jesus, like. No matter how hard hard your heart has been or perhaps was, like that moment was an example that you actually can have a soft heart. So, you know, if perhaps you feel like you you haven't like life has been too hard and everything every day has been, you know, a challenge and or you feel like you can be free of a sin. like just certain things. We can convince ourselves that we can't actually be that soft and tenderhearted, but it's like, but we, but we, but we were and the moment we gave our love to Jesus. That's that's something that happened, and maybe you know it didn't stay that way um, for a lot of things, and that's okay, right? God can meet you there, but like it, we, it was possible, and so it can happen again, and it can become actually more of a characteristic, a way of living, a way of being within our lives, um, and, and that we can be protected there. I love that you were saying that, like, right? Because I think the thing about being hard in this world is that we're basically being our own protector. We're protecting ourselves from people, situations, um, we're trying to prevent certain things, right? But we're basically like saying, God, I'm gonna take your place in my life as protector um of my heart, of of my emotions and all this stuff. And I'm just gonna um, I'm just gonna be part. I'm not I'm not gonna let anyone in. Um, or maybe even for myself, I'm not gonna like let my my mind, I'm not gonna sit with my thoughts, right? Um, and that, I mean, that breaks my heart that like, um, I've been there, right? Like I know I've been there and like it breaks my heart that um, there are people that are still in that way. And so seeing, hearing that you're saying the benefits I think is really important, right? Cause we can say a lot of different things um, that the Bible says or that Jesus said or that we think is right. Uh, but I think sometimes when we hear ben- the benefit of something or the result of something uh, or even people's own experience in something then there's more of like a, you know, an impact in that. Um, so thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, I know as both as Black women, right, um, I know for me for a long time, I felt like I needed to be hard and hard in the sense of like tough um, like attitude, especially I live in New York, you know, like it's just kind of like most people maybe kind of have that way of being in sense, but specifically it's expected. to be seen in a black girl. And so like, I kind of embrace that identity that I need to be her, I need to have attitude. Um, um, I need to, you know, in our terms is clap back. Like I need to just be all these things. Um, and even in some way to be taken seriously, maybe. That was like when I was younger. And then as I grew up, um, seeing that I felt like I needed to be that. And it's so funny. Cause when I like reached a point, I'm just like, wow. I'm that's, I was basically going against my nature. I was going against, I'm an empath, right? And like, I feel that that's what makes me a good social worker at my job, right? But like, I didn't realize that until I became a social worker. So I was going against who got made me for all this time because of what society was expecting of me specifically just because of my skin tone <laughs> and what they see on, um, you know, TV or whatever that has portrayed black women a certain way. Um, and so, yeah, what has been like your experience, especially around, because I know you talk about even the softness, the awareness of entering into softness ca- came from racial, you know, tension in those times. But it's like, how, how has that been experience, been your experience as a Black woman, specifically in America, um, and like choosing that path, right? Like, have you gotten backlash? Have people thought you were not being Black, by like being soft? Like, what has that been for you?
1: Yeah. Um, I, you said a word that just, uh, the expectation, I think that, that every black girl, this expectation is placed on them to be great, to be excellent, to be everything, you know, that the world says that we cannot be. And so I think that that breeds this, um, passion to fight stereotypes, this passion to not be a statistic, this passion to like, um, prove people wrong, prove a lot of, uh, prove society wrong um, about what they think about Black women. And I think historically there's been, you know, we know the negative stereotypes of Jezebel, the, the Miamese, and And so the strong Black woman trope was essentially created to empower us out of those stereotypes, but then has evolved to another form of bondage for Black women that we are no longer taking care of ourselves or we are not allowing ourselves to lean into mental health help and lean into, um, just emoting and, and not caring everybody's stuff. And so, um, for me, it really, it really kind of hit me, um, when my husband and I were separated and I was, I was parenting my two kids and, and it was just like the constant, repetitive, like, be strong, you're strong, you got this, you it like, in my, like, that was the lowest part of my life, like, the lowest part of my life. And it, it really hit me that, like, that's what people expect of me, is this, like, special form of resilience because of my, of who I, of what I look like, because of what I look like. They expect this special form of resilience. And in a time when I really needed to just be nurtured and held and held softly and tenderly and with care I was really just like told to like be strong and it it was really harmful to me and that was the moment where I had to give myself permission to be soft I had to say you know I deserve to to be soft I deserve to like not have to just like grit and bear it and act like I'm all good and like oh I'm fighting for my marriage and just all of the things like these these, these images that we see of strong black women that are just like put through horrible suffering and then are like strong through it. It's like, there's a better way. There has to be a better way. And so I guess my my passion is just to, to allow myself to be delicate and to fight for a world where black girls can be soft, where even that, you know, in regards to the adultification of black girls, the ways that you know, we are sexualized at a very young age, the ways that we are are seen as adults as early as 12 years old, when our white counterparts are not, um, those are subtle ways in which the strong Black woman is extremely harmful, generationally harmful. And um, I just read a book, Queenie, it's like a fiction book about this, uh, Jamaican girl who lives in the UK and well London, and she's like heartbroken and like you know has a goes through the typical like twenty something when you're heartbroken and is just like not dealing with herself. And there's a point where she's like, I have to go to therapy. And her grandma's like, No, black women like we we suffer. That's what we do, and we just handle it. Like everybody deals with stuff, and everybody suffers. And and her grandfather was like, You know what? The, this generation maybe they you know they're doing it a better way they're doing it a better way and i think that we're coming into this like great blooming of like black women now saying like no we're choosing the better way because we deserve the better way because we were not put onto this earth to be resilient like for the sake of being resilient we were not put on this earth to just survive we were put on this earth to with opportunities to thrive and to care for ourselves and to rest. And so to your question, if I've had backlash for being soft, I would say sometimes in regards to how I handle certain conversations, like um, my, but that's more of like my allegiance to the Lord and less about my allegiance to um, being soft as a black woman. Um, I think that I just, I hold myself to that standard because of who God calls me to be. Um, But Being a soft black woman is is passionate to me when I even when I look at my daughter, even when I raise my son, he can be soft, he's allowed to be tender, he's allowed to have emotions. And I just think that that there's just a breaking, like a good breaking in in communities of color to really like put down the facades and and let ourselves be human, like and to stop parading around like superhumans to prove that we are worthy of being seen as humans, if that makes
0: sense. Girl, I mean, <laughs> all the things. <laughs> I, there's so many things that you were saying that I was like, that could be another podcast episode in conversation. I know you've shared a lot on your social media about like, um, th- I'm thankful, you know, that you teach on like, even hist- historical, right? You were talking about like um the the mammy and all that stuff and Jezebel. I've even like I work um with human trafficking survivors, right? And um majority of them are women of color, right? Specifically. And even when you look at the Latina women, they're often black Latina women. Um, right. And so just seeing how, yeah, like how that sexualization begins young and it is from a from a point of view of like she's strong and she's like capable. No, she's a child, right? Um and And so, yeah, all all, like things that really are just so important to realize that like softness is tender heart in the sense that we get to like be in our emotions and embrace our emotions and not um fall into hardness and pride but also realizing how it connects um to our everyday our everyday life how it connects to racial um tension and and even racial perspective and understanding right um and how it just connects to how we how we mother <laughs> how we mothered boys how we mother girls um how we have relationships how we have friendships sisterhood um how we are in a marriage like it just it goes across the board, how we show up in the world. And then also um, it, it really is a, it determines a lot in our relationship with Jesus. Right. Like how we choose to be soft, how we choose to be tenderhearted with ourselves, um, how we get to, how we choose to receive his grace, his forgiveness. Right. We don't shame ourselves, um, you know, when we sin or, or we condemn ourselves. I would say that that would be hardening, right, like a hardened heart where you're trying to go in opposite directions. So, um, yeah, really, really powerful. Um, and I think this can all be like sound really good and encouraging. Right. For for some people, you um, and, but I, I would, I would say to like, maybe someone listening is just like, yes, but how, like, how do I do this? Right. Like if I have been so hard all my life, or this is how people, ex- how, this is how people have known me to be, Um, or if people have only known me how to be, to be soft. And so I hide that part of me. What, how can I proudly be soft and tender hearted in this world? So if there's like any encouragement that you want to share for both groups of women, right? The women who are hard and want to be soft, the women who are soft, that don't want to hide their softness.
1: Um, so the, I'll start with the people that are are soft. Um, I would say that your biggest fight is to resist the lie that um, your softness is a curse and that it's not like the blessing that God calls it to be. Um, I think a lot of, of, women. And, and I I think just even in, in our culture and time where we are all, you know, stumbling along gender roles and feminism and, you know, trying to figure out, okay, what is womanhood? And we don't want to be doormats. We don't want to be walked all over. And so, but there are certain women who are just soft, like that's just their temperament in a lot of ways. they just, they fought for that and they kept that sacred and I think that that the biggest the biggest thing for for them for you um would be to, to resist the lie that what you have and who you are and that softness is is not worth it that it makes you um a punk I, that's the word that I want to say but like that it makes you weak and that there is actually strength in your softness and it's a strength that the enemy doesn't want you to realize um because he knows that a tender heart is a heart that's connected to the father and he knows that a tender heart when it is connected to a father to the father is very powerful um it's transformative not just in our lives but in the lives of others and in the lives of of generations to come and so i would say that would be the first thing for for that girl woman um for the woman who is hard that's a hard one because i feel like i have just come out of that and i'm trying to think back to like okay trying to think back to um just what has helped me and i think for me it starts with just start leaning into the goodness of god like believing that he is good and not just good and i've said this before not just good in the general sense but like good to you and like taking moments throughout the day to be like oh wow that was God's goodness for me right there. Or, Oh, wow. That was God's goodness for me right there. Like, Oh, Oh, that was God's goodness for me here. And like, we hear that verse, like when you're weary. And I think that a hard, a hard heart is an evident of a evidence of a weary soul. Like it is what a weary soul produces is a hard heart because they don't have, they don't want to fight. They've just given up. They're tired. They're tired. They're tired. And so When you are weary, the word says, we quote it all the time, like he will, he will renew your strength, you rise up on the wings of eagles. But right before that, it's a whole chapter of comfort. And when he comforts, when God's comforting his people, he's saying like, why are you questioning that I'm good? Like, why are you questioning that I'm not going to show up for you? And he goes to explain his character. And I think that sometimes we think that we have to find new information and new revelation in order to get back to the place that God has us like to get back to that soft heart. But a lot of times, most times it's just remembering the basics, remembering who God is, who is he? He He's the creator of the universe and he is good to you and he loves you and he's coming, he's pursuing you. And I think when we disconnect ourselves, whether it's someone else pulled the plug, whether it's trauma pulled the plug, whether it's we pulled the plug because we were just, we just didn't have enough strength to be hopeful. We're pulling the plug from like the things that we believe of God. And the only way that we can get back to being soft is not going to be like through a matter of will, because we know that turning, uh, making our the initial point of our hearts becoming soft was never a matter of will anyway, it was a miracle. It was a miracle of our, you know, his, his power going through us in our salvation. And so when, if we we're ready to like, okay, God, I'm hard. I just, I'm not feeling empathetic. I'm not seeing the good in the world around me. I'm not seeing the good in others. Connect yourselves back to what you know is true of God. Connect yourself back to what you know is true of him. And what you know is true of who he's called you to be. Um, And I know that sounds like hmm, cliche, but it's like, there's, you don't have to like, there is no new revelation that I'm going to sit here and give you. It's just like, get back to what you know about God and be willing. If you start with nothing else, just be willing to whisper. God is good to me and see what it does. Like that will melt your heart. That to me, I feel will melt your heart. So.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, when you were saying that, that literally brought me to like my story, like, you know i left the church i left the faith i left jesus when i was 17 um from a heart and heart right from hurting all this stuff and i went back to it from just an ag- acknowledgement and realization that god is good and he has been good to me when i have been faithless when i have done all the things um he has been good um and so it seems simple it seems small but it's actually like a huge statement to acknowledge and receive um, and to be open to that can open doors right to their softness. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, and we always close our, our episodes, especially conversations with people with testimonies that um, they have had specifically around this topic. So yeah, any testimony that you may have had um, around this specific topic or revelation, feel free to share.
1: Oh man, I saw this question because you said the thing, and I was like, oh, I no, not say, because life has just been like, I feel like a collection of testimonies, but I'm like, how what can I share um, quickly? I would bring it back to, honestly, this time last year, I was on my way back to Colorado. My husband had been deployed and when he came back, um, things transpired and I, you know, we separated and I took my kids to Colorado and the state of my marriage, like the future of my marriage was just hanging in the balance, like not even hanging in the balance. It was teetering on like death, dying, being over. Um, and in that moment, I just really wanted to turn my heart off. I was just like, God's not here. God doesn't care about me. And I think those are the, the kind of like thoughts that start to harden our heart. Oh, no, no, don't eat that. Um, start to harden our heart is like when we really in our in our hearts, because of our circumstances, believe that God has lifted his hand from our life. Um, And that's a very scary feeling. And it's borderline like traumatizing to really go to bed at night and be like, God's eyes are no longer on me. His hand is no longer on me. And um, that was where I was at. And I just felt my heart just hardening. And I was still showing up on social media and like being the I would say personality that I felt like I needed to be, but deep down, I I didn't believe really what I was saying about God was actually true because it didn't feel true to my life. Um, and I, you know, things happen and I reunited with my husband and we're here now. And even when I came back, I've still had to struggle. I've struggled so much with just like feeling forsaken and like, because my pain is still, still seems so loud. Um, it's, it's been easy to believe that like God is left me and he's not with me. And so for me, it's been I say the practical because that has been what I've been doing is just like every day I have a little day in the life. Like it's a daily journal where you write in it every day. And I dedicated that to, to like proclaim how God how I, how I have seen his goodness every day. And that has been really healing for me and transformative for me. Um, And I think that that along with um, just seeing how the softness of the people around me has also softened softened my heart. And so um, I just I say all that to say, like. I think we have to realize that our hearts are going to ebb and flow through different states of like, sometimes they're really hard. Sometimes they're just on the brink. Sometimes they're like super palatable, Sometimes they're just like kind of a little bit more squishy. And just knowing that like God is, he is not afraid of any state of our heart and that he is still pursuing us in in every state. And so for me, my testimony is this, that like, I've watched my heart like harden up and I've watched it melt. And it's only because of his mercy that I can sit here and be like, my heart is softer than it was a year ago. And I guess that's just my testimony. Like it was not me, it was, there's no amount of self-help books. There was no amount of, of conversations with people at coffee shops, even though those were beneficial. There was no amount of anything that I could do, but sit under his presence and like whisper, he still sees me. That really melted the hardness off of my heart. Um, and really just like his mercy just knowing like in 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 his love for me like he the softness of the king's heart led him to the cross and so it's like that is what you know melted my heart is just knowing his love that was on Calvary and so um, that's just been my testimony as of late is just like this you know constant transformative um, surrendering and being willing to like admit like oh my heart is not where I want it to be and just asking the Lord to make it tender again so
0: yeah and praise God girl praise the Lord um I can really relate a lot to that from like a year ago um there was a lot going on um in my marriage and um I think how kind of like what you were saying um you're basically what I was hearing is that it took time right it took time and I think sometimes with testimonies are with God moving like for sure can do something in a in an instant in a second right but there are also things that take time and they they need to take time like there are things that shouldn't be in an instant Um, and, and, and maybe, you know, the melting of the heart and softening of the heart for some of us, especially if it's been a life lifetime, um, or a hard season of it, like, um, having grace for ourselves to, to walk in it slow, right? I, I connect softness also with slowness, um, and just being able to do things slow and take it slow and process through things. So in this very, very fast paced and hurried world, um, so thank you. Thank you for ministering to us, this minister to me. Um, I'm just really grateful for your words, for your testimony, uh, for how you show up. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for your break on social media this month and how you're, you know, that's good, girl. That's a good reminder for all of us, right? That like we can't, it's not always just showing up on the space, you know, with our face and for all the people to see. There's life to live sometimes and there are seasons, Um you know, even even I think sometimes, especially because, like, you know, you use your platform, especially to minister to other people, to serve people. And sometimes we could think, oh, I can't take a break from that. Like, I'm doing good. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just just because it's good for other people doesn't mean um, you can't take a pause from it. So thank you for being an example um, for that. So tell the saints how you they can follow you, find you, how they can um, connect with you, support you, all the things. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, well, I'm on Instagram, not currently, but uh, Sharia Calabras is
1: where you can find my Instagram. Um, Sharia.com is my website where I occasionally blog. um, And then I have a weekly newsletter that has become dear to my heart in this break but yeah those are those are the ways you can find me I
0: love it awesome and all those specific links and things will be in the show notes y'all so you could check it out so thank you what's your daughter's name Stella the noisy girl thank you Stella for ministering to us too girl (laughs) I feel like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. y'all better have listened rewind and listen to the things that she was saying she was speaking she's not right (laughs) But thank you again for being with us. I um, yeah, I just you. pray y'all can just remember to be soft. It's so important in this world. Y'all, I pray that conversation blessed you and that you're able to apply something you either learned or heard to your continued growth on your faith journey. I invite you to study more on the scriptures we talked about on this episode and don't let any conviction you experience go without prayer and action. Share any thoughts or testimonies you may have by leaving us a rate or a view, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Meet us next time for another episode. And if you don't already, follow us on Instagram, following at or at we.r.fool to learn more about our growing community and get connected with us.